Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. In this episode, we're talking accounting to the moon. <laughs> this is something you've been probably wanting to talk about for a while. Long time, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so if you didn't catch that reference, we're talking about cryptocurrency and accounting. And right. it's... Uh, just the talk beforehand. I mean, it sounds like absolute chaos. I wish we could have recorded the the uh, the prologue there. Yeah, yeah. And so, when, and when we say accounting, you know, for crypto, it really, just to be more specific, talking about taxation of it, how to think of it in terms of what constitutes a taxable transaction, how is it taxed? Yeah, there's like lots of questions. So one of the things I've got pulled up and I. If it, hopefully what you and I are going to do here is kind of bounce off each other because I know you have a lot of questions. Right. Is I've got the IRS FAQs, which are really actually pretty good. Um, okay. So we've never done this before. Can we put this in the – do we have show notes? Yeah, we have show notes. Let's put this link in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay. So our first show note. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put this in the show notes because I think this is a really great tool. Like handles all the high-level basic questions and even gets into some that are really more detailed. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So I, I, I'm going to go off their question. So let's let's talk about the first first question. I think get the discussion Here, going. Let me just throw a complete wrench oh, in gosh. this real quick because I'll, I'll just be that that naive. I'll be vulnerable here. Okay. My first thought was like, if it's not in dollars, then the IRS doesn't care. <laughs> now, I know enough to know that's not true anymore right. because I've seen – like I feel like that used to be – Because you heard us talking before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's really Because, uh, yeah, now I'm scared. Uh, right. No, not not really. I, I just felt like, okay, now this is a big – you know, yeah. you've got major players here. The IRS has been talking about it. Yep. So I know enough to know that's not true. But that was like kind of my – that was like the the – hypothesis I had was right. Like this is all in the digital world. Yeah. I doesn't, the IRS doesn't care until I like bring it back into dollars. Okay. So almost kind of like the concept of when you own a foreign company, you're not taxed until you repatriate the money or bring the money from offshore. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just no, was you know. like, this is in, yeah. this is in the internet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cloud. Like, well, what do they care if I have a, tokens or, you know, right. coin, like oh, but they it's do. all just <laughs> ones and zeros. <laughs> Basically, no. So, okay. So, yeah, I would say to that, it's property. All right. So that's okay. the first thing I think we need to establish. Like, it's property. Okay. So think of it like this: If you uh, bought a lot, sold the lot, would you pay for the lot? Is your basis in it? What you sold it for? Is your sales price? The difference between it is a taxable gain. That's a very kind of first fundamental thought I would have: is that it's it's property. And it's like a stock or a bond, but has some other qualities that are different. Gotcha. So property and has it always been, or is this always? always. Yeah, always. it's always been that way. And so I guess at least until at least it has been since there's been guidance on it. Okay. I don't think when the guy traded the big, you know, the the infamous traded for a pizza mm-hmm. that they even knew what to do with it then. Right. But since it's kind of been in vogue, like and people know about crypto, yeah. like this has been the concept. It's like it's property. So okay, you've got this concept of it's property, which then means it's capital gain property. So let's talk about that. You know, like capital gains are a a type of income that is what you call um, they have a preferential treatment in the tax code, meaning. If you sell things and get a capital gain, it's long term, meaning you've held it, you've held the property over a year, and it's long term. Then that gets a cheaper rate than like ordinary in a regular income, like your mm-hmm. wage from your job. So, those are the big picture concepts. Um, also, crypto is it's usable. 
right? I mean, you can you can pay for things with it, right? You can trade it for services. You can right. trade it for products. And so at that point, that's a taxable transaction too. So just be thinking like a buy and a sell, obviously that's taxable and that goes down that capital gains route. But also if I use it, that's like a sale. So whatever I, you know, if I buy something and I trade $50 worth of Bitcoin, I have a $50 sale of Bitcoin. Gotcha. Makes sense? Okay. Um, so so that, even if you were like to get a crypto like debit card okay and you shop with it well i don't think you spend i don't think generally you on those debit cards i think those are more like rewards kind of things like where like BlockFi and these different they'll 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 give you rewards kind of like air miles okay but they'll give it to you in crypto but that would be taxable so that's a i'm glad you brought that up the rewards they give you are taxable so okay but but think of it yeah i don't think generally most people right now are not using it as a currency so we've established we've established if you've got a coin it's property and Mm -hmm. the government wants to know about it correct yep yeah i mean this and this is this is great this is the the question the second question of the irs faqs question how is virtual currency treated for federal income tax purposes answer virtual currency is treated as property and general tax principles applicable to property transactions applied to transactions using virtual currency basically just summarizes what i just said it's property i.e capital gain okay makes sense i think so but what i know about property is real estate well did yeah not, you have to shift your mind mean real estate? it did not mean real estate it means property meaning um things you can buy and sell i guess but not inventory so <laughs> it's not kind of clear as mud there um yeah. all right so the biggest thing i think you should take away with that is that if you're dealing in cryptocurrency, like you got to track it. Another thing we hadn't talked about is if you convert it. So lots of times there's, there's just crypto that you want to buy that you can't outright buy. You can only trade it or swap it for like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Like right now in uh, in Baton Rouge, I think it was a company. I got some family members into this called the GameCoin. And I don't know all the details about GameCoin, but... Suffice to say, you can't buy GameCoin on an exchange. You've got to go to these swaps and trade right. Bitcoin. Okay, so right then and there, if you think I'm swapping taxable transaction, you've now sold your Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and with the funds, you bought GameCoin yeah. or something and else. see, this is where I get a little confused yeah. because I can understand that, but how do you know what you even owe? How because you- my only way like that I've... I guess the only reference point I'd have is like, okay, I mean, what's, what goes as an expense? What goes as profit? Yeah, what's your basis, what, right? What, yeah, is so, that what I'm asking? So, I don't yeah, even you're know. asking how do you determine what's your basis in it? So, if so you, define basis. So basis, before, let's go back just to— Just for the beginners. No, this is—no, it's—I <laughs> mean, shoot, almost, I'm saying that a lot. I'm like, I need to learn more. So basis is—kind of think about the first example I gave you. You bought a lot for $50,000. Stop. That's your basis. Okay. You sold it for seventy five. You have a twenty five thousand dollars gain. Seventy five thousand dollars sales price minus fifty thousand basis. Basis is your what you're in a, a property for your okay. investment. Now, where it gets tricky with Bitcoin is how do you determine your basis? Is right. it there's methods? There's there's specific identification, right? There's like, hey, I I used that one Bitcoin that I bought for fifty thousand in that transaction. Or is it first in, first out? Meaning, I, I'm i saying the Bitcoin I sold, because I own, let's say, I own 10 of them. How do you determine which one you just sold? I, I'm picking the first one I bought. Well, you probably wouldn't do that, because it probably has the smallest basis. And this is for me where I even have, I'm even 
don't have all this. I will tell you, have it all quite figured out about um, how do you determine the basis? Because in the in the tax world, a lot of times. The best, uh, the best example I'll give you is stock. If you get a 1099 from your brokerage, they tell me what your basis is. Yeah. They do this picking a first in, first out or average cost. So I would tell you the point is that's where you got to go slow and figure out what is, in fact, your basis. Because if you have 10 of a thing and you sold one of them, which one did you sell? Yeah. Well, and especially because most of the time people are buying coins – you know, if it's a dollar, yeah, and that would be your basis, right. and then it's ten dollars, right? I would say, and and we were talking about this before. There is a software, um, an app called Legible. I think is what it is. I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking it up as we're talking right now. Um, let's do Legible Crypto. And so this is, I think, what they do is they handle these calculations for you. So big big picture thought is. If you're moving in a lot of crypto, you ought to be looking at some of these apps to try to put this put the puzzle pieces together. Because um, I know on my end, I'm going to be doing a lot of research kind of before year in before tax returns yeah. come in about planning how. Because that for me, I understand all the crypto concepts. Yeah, I understand the conversions a sale, an outright sale is a sale, um, a swap is a sale. I understand all that. For me, it's the basis. I have some thoughts about it, but I have not yet dug deep mm-hmm. into that to determine like basis. And there's like I said, there's multiple ways, specific identification where it's like I bought that thing and I sold that thing or first in, first out. There's average cost. And what you're describing now are these things that are defined by the IRS in other securities? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and actually, I'm looking. I'm kind of going through these questions. Let's see. How do I determine? This is a great one. Um, let's see. Kind of going through some basis questions, but yeah, but suffice to say, you got to come up with your basis to know what you sold for. So, just you have to be if you're doing this. I mean, first of all, there's a not there's a tax return like on your tax return, federal on the first page of your 1040 is a big question, and the question is like, what is it? I'm I'm trying to find it. What the exact question is? It's um, okay. Let's see. Form 1040, this is question five, 2020 Form 1040 asks whether at any time during 2020 I received, sold, sent, exchange, or otherwise acquired any financial interest in virtual currency. That's the question. So obviously, if the IRS is asking for that with all of those terms, like basically they're just hitting on, are you buying, are you are you moving in Bitcoin or, you know, or any of the crypto? Right. So you need to be prepared for this. And I will tell you, if you're in crypto, your tax returns got a lot more complicated. And more costly. There's no question. Okay. Yeah, I mean, just because if you don't have a software doing this for you, which even that, somebody who's going to get that information from that software is going to want to kind of understand and check. If you're trying to piece this together through spreadsheets and downloads, because if you're like any of my clients or myself, I've got, I think I've got four wallets. Right. And so I own crypto. I'm, I'm on it. Let's see. I'm thinking one, two... I've got it in four places. Like, that's, I think this legible, and I'm, I'm going to look more into it, connects to those wallets. I'm not sure how it does that, but mm-hmm. connects to those wallets and pulls in the transactions and starts to organize this for you. Yeah. yeah. So they're kind of promising that, like, that that sort of PDF you can download from Correct. TD Ameritrade at the end of the exactly. year. Exactly. You know? and, so, and you knew somebody was going to step in this space because it's going to be – Sure. It's going to get difficult. Yeah. So, I mean – there's got to be people listening to this that are like, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. And they sh- because. Right. So you might have scared us. <laughs> now, 
can you tatas a little bit if you're not from Louisiana? That just means uh, just speak gently with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, pat you on the back. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, not really. Well, it's, no, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> the only it's thing I can say okay. is I'm, I'm happy for you if you're holding it now, especially if you bought it. You know, more than a few months ago. Yeah. Because um, today I think we're talking all time highs of Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, pushing sixty seven thousand. Um, I think you just need to be prepared for your tax return to be a little more complicated. That's just, I don't know how to sugarcoat it better than that. And you need to be prepared and understand how it works. Meaning Mm -hmm. if you're using it to buy things, if you're using it and trading one coin to another, like at least if you leave this discussion today, you understand that those are taxable events. Okay. That's the first thing to understand. Yeah. You know, and also like to then know, okay, but what happened? Okay, so it also begs the question: if I move one crypto from one wallet to another, that's not taxable. That you haven't converted, you haven't sold. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like moving it from one pa- pants pocket to the other. Yeah, that's or, nothing. I mean, moving to bank accounts. Exactly, you, you haven't checking, done anything, yeah. but it, you have done something when you've in effect because when you swap or exchange, in effect, you've sold. It just cut mm-hmm. out the middleman, right? You yeah. could have just as well sold that thing and bought the other thing. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You just swapped. All right. Well, let's try to do this. So I think we've established the, the the fact that, all right, it's property. It needs to be accounted for. Right. Um, and that there's still some ways that you may have to figure out your basis. But right. But let's pick one for the sake of argument because there's two things people might be thinking is, oh, shoot, my taxes got more complicated. Right. Um, and now I need to figure out how to make them how to track all of this. Right. But secondly, oh shoot, I owe more in taxes that right. I didn't think that I would have or hadn't considered. Can yep. you walk me through like using some kind of base scenario, what you think you yeah. would, you'd figure how do you, what's the math look like? Yeah. Math looks like this. And, and again, it's going to go back to that basis question. Um, what did I, when I had a transaction, a sale, exchange, used it for services, whatever, something taxable, what did I make on that sale? I would say, at least for now, just kind of think about what your average cost is in that crypto. Let's do yep. this, if you will. Yep. Let's just assume earlier this year, okay. when everybody's getting FOMO, somebody puts $10,000 and buys $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. Yep. Okay? And then... <clears throat> they sell today. Okay. What do they owe tax-wise? That's easy. Okay. Short. That's a short-term capital gain. Okay. So you bought and sold within the same year, um, which is so capital short-term capital gain being something you bought and sold within a year, not necessarily within the same calendar year, but just twelve right. months. Okay. okay. That is taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. So you hear the term "what's my tax bracket"? What people mean when they say "what's my tax bracket," they mean is what is the highest bracket that I've reached, my marginal gotcha. income tax rate. So a short-term capital gain taxed at your marginal rate. So let's think 22, 24, you know, Right, and 32. so the basis would be the 10 grand. Basis is the 10. And then they sell it for, let's just even 60, Yep. even though today it's, Correct. it's higher. Okay, yep. so even 60, they right. sold it. So then they'd have $50,000 that would be taxed at their tax bracket? That's right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you have a $50,000 short-term capital gain. Okay. Um, let me give you a little more insight into basis because I've been I've been thinking about that and as I said it I'm like wait I've looked this up before and I'm kind of mm-hmm. refreshing my memory. Okay, question forty one on these FAQs, which again I'm going to put them in the show notes. How do I account for a sale exchange or other disposition of units in virtual currency if I do not 
specifically identify the units. So remember that concept I said, there is something in the property world, capital gains and stocks and all that, where you can say, okay, I bought 100 shares of Apple, and I've also bought more, but those 100 I'm selling. Mm -hmm. That's called specific identification. Mm -hmm. I'm pointing to that lot. You've heard that term before. It stocks mm -hmm. at a lot. Yeah. I'm pointing to that lot and saying those 100 are what I'm selling today. I sold those mm -hmm. 100. I know the basis in them. If you don't otherwise do that, you, you default to what the IRS says here. If you do not specific identify specific units, the units are deemed to have been sold, exchanged, or otherwise disposed in chronological order, beginning with the earliest unit. So FIFO, first in, first out. So... I'm not going to derail your comment here, but just be thinking if I can't if I can't specifically identify, which is hard to do, especially in crypto where you're buying it. Think about how many decimal places you're buying out. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't sell that ten millionth. Right. You sell an aggregation of all the things you bought at a time. Mm -hmm. So be thinking that first in first out kind of concept means you're you're starting to look at what you bought. I'll give you a good example. Thank let's you. Let's just say I oh know. Let's just just <laughs> say you sold two ether which okay. is Ethereum is Ether. Okay. You would go back and, and let's say you own seven of them. You would go back. If after you, the sale? After, no, no. Before the sale, you own seven. Then you sold two. Okay. You, if you didn't specifically identify the two you sold, which you probably didn't buy two in, in, in two different transactions, mm -hmm. you, probably could, you probably bought it over time. What you would do is you would aggregate the basis of all the things you bought up until the point you reached the first two. All right, one more okay. time. So let's just say you bought 0.3 at one time. You bought 0.6. Now you're up to 0.9. Okay, what's my basis? You count, you're running it. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I bought another 0.3. I'm up to 1.2. I bought a 0.6. That's 1.8. So I'm close. Then I bought another 0.4. So I'm up to 2.2. So you would stop and say, what did I pay for the first two? That's first in, first out. That would be you aggregating the basis of right, those units. I understand units. the first in, but why? Where's the first out coming from? Mean, first in, first out meaning means the ones you bought first are the ones you sell first. First in, first oh. out. FIFO. Okay. Yeah. And is that within a certain time period? No, it's just, just the, you just track. You just always going. So first in, first out. In that example, now you're left with the remaining five. So right. So you bought seven, sold two. You'll do that same calculation when you go to sell the next batch. Oh, okay. You'll look back to what were the of the five, what were the gotcha. first ones I bought. And you'll sell those up until the point that you reached the amount you sold. So if you in the next sale you sell 0.5, you'll look at those five you bought and say, okay. When and then you would take basically what you paid for those. In USD. Correct. That's right. Okay. And I guess it gets even more complicated if you bought them with other <laughs> yes. crypto. Yes. Yeah, if you bought them with other crypto, then you sold the crypto you used to buy that. You'd have to do this same calculation on the thing you sold. Mm -hmm. So let's leave this conversation with specific identification, hard to do. Yeah. Hard to point out and say that 4.35684 Ether, I, mm -hmm. I know where I bought that. Hard to say that. Yeah, You're probably going to the first in, first out, with his, which is where you're just accumulating or looking back and say, okay, when did I first buy? Adding those up until you get to the point you reach the amount you sold and say, okay, what did I pay for those things? Is that clear? Okay. I think so. I might be getting a little hung up on the paying it to the amount you sold. Me meaning you're, you're going, okay, let's just say you like back to my example, you bought seven right. and you sold two, but you probably didn't buy those seven in one transaction. You probably bought them in multiple transactions. Mm -hmm. So you're adding up the first, the transactions that equal the first two ether you bought. Okay. which could be fractions. So you're just adding them up up until you get to the point of you say, okay, there's I reached two of them. 
what did I pay for those two in aggregate? Might be a hundred transactions. Okay, and then you're you're adding all the all the purchases money you spent, and that's your basis. Back to okay. your example, you said I sold Bitcoin for sixty and I paid ten. The paid ten—that's how I'm determining how I paid it. Gotcha. I'm saying so you're just saying. What did I sell? Yeah. Let me find okay, let me find where I bought those and mm-hmm. keep aggregating until I reach the gotcha. point of that. So what if you let's just say you bought I guess what and not to get too much yeah, in the weeds, but if you bought if you sell less than you, you, you bought. Well, well you wouldn't do that. I know yeah. what you're saying. I guess yeah, you, you just have at some point you're gonna you're gonna have to do some like you might get to the point where you're adding up first in, first out, and I don't want to yeah. I don't think this is going to make for a great podcast here. Right. <laughs> um, I think you just know this. You're probably not going to do specific authentication. You're going to do first in, first out, which means you've got to know and keep records of what did I buy and at what point did I sell those because now those are out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And now your first in, first out is do, dealing with something you bought later. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then if you're looking for rough calculations on the math, it's just your basically your gains and they're going to be – Capital gains. Yeah, capital gains short term defaults to your tax bracket, your your marginal income tax rate. If they're long term, that's great. Yeah. That's either gonna that's gonna be probably fifteen percent for most people, but it could be as high as twenty or twenty three point eight. Yeah. So long term's great. Okay. Yeah. I know. It's like. Whew. Yeah. All right. So I think what we got. Okay. Basically, we didn't talk about to kind of. So bring that up. All right. Well, let's go into it. No. Finish your thought. Well, I was just kind of trying to recap where we've where yeah. we've determined. You got to pay attention to it. Yeah. You got to know your transactions, and then also you've given us a little bit of insight on like what our tax liability would be. Right. What are some other things in the in the crypto world that create taxable? Yeah. Any kind business? of rewards, staking. You know where you're you're essentially lending your crypto or putting it up in these liquidity pools and different things. So like, you need to understand that anytime you get paid, that's that's not capital gain. That's ordinary income. Okay. So it's different, right? So we talked about ordinary in, a short-term capital gain being ordinary income, tax at your ordinary rate, generally going to be higher than a capital gain. Well, always going to be higher than a capital gain. Uh, and so at what at what point? Like let's say, for example, you've put in one of these liquidity pools yeah. and you're just getting paid. Like cake comes to mind. Like right. you're getting paid in cake. Okay. And then Every you time- end up at the end of the year with like 40 cake. Okay, so guys, I mean, again, this is why you've got to keep records of stuff. Every time they paid you in it, what was the value of it when they paid you? That's how much your income is. So if even you're, though if you never, you would be, yeah, that's income to you. Now it also becomes your basis, right? So give you an example. You bought. Let's just use. Let's make a very simple example. You're mining mining a cryptocurrency that is worth a dollar. Okay. Very simple example. You did it every day for thirty days. So for a month, you end up with 30 of that token, okay? You have $30 of income, regular, ordinary income, and now your basis, if you sold those 30 for $1.50, you'd have a $15 gain. $1.50 times 30 would be $45. Your basis, you developed a basis in something by being taxed on it. That's a way to develop basis. Okay. When somebody taxes you on something, it becomes your basis. So in that example, yeah. you're 30. So what, what's... I guess bumming me out, frankly, about this is that like, because I mean, you're getting into this. Yeah, like you could end up with, let's say you end up with whatever you're talking about, cake. You got forty cake at the end of the year, and they're worth like December thirty first. They're worth twenty dollars. Okay. You owe taxes on forty times twenty, right? No, you owe taxes on whatever they were worth when they gave it to you. So I okay. give you a very simple example of the token being worth a dollar all at all times, but it fluctuates. 
Sure. I mean, so well, let's just say it was steady. Yeah. Steady so, yes. twenty. You owe. You but ta- then January first, it tanks to two dollars. Bummer. <laughs> okay. All right. You paid tax on the eighty because when you got it, it was worth. When they exchanged it for your mining services, essentially, mm-hmm. it was worth eighty dollars. That's your basis. And now, if you then sold the eighty for two dollars, you'd take a seventy-eight dollar loss, right? Your basis would be eighty. Your sales proceeds are two, seventy-eight dollars. Okay. So you'll you'll get a loss there, but only when you sell. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I just want to go back in my mind to when I thought it was all internet money and none of it mattered. It didn't matter. It's the offshore bank account <laughs> exactly. in the Caymans. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's who's yeah. to know? It's it's best not to articulate. Um, <laughs> the thoughts in my mind, right? Just like, yeah. So I just I, think I don't want to. You know, I think people need to really like, even if they don't understand all these questions. I mean, they're really good, and I think they at least get you thinking about these concepts of property, of exchanges, of if I get if I get any type of crypto in, in exchange for mining. Like, mm-hmm. all of these are taxable events, right? And I just don't think people are thinking them, and it's just hard to track. No, yeah, no. I mean, you don't get in this thinking, oh man, I need a. Right. Let me. The minute I do this, I'm going to start yeah. tracking all this. Well, let's just say if you've been into crypto for a while and you haven't thought about this, you need to plan a long beach trip. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you have a lot of accounting you to do. You have a lot of accounting to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I keep going back to these FAQs, but they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. I think we've covered a lot. You've uh, definitely scared a lot of people straight. <laughs> um but I do I mean least, like at least one person. No, no, but but look, I mean, you know this. We were talking about this before. I mean, obviously I'm invested in crypto. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. I'm a big time believer. Yeah. Um and it's fun to talk about. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean it's like CrossFit. If you know somebody that's into crypto, <laughs> you know. You know somebody. You know they're into crypto. That's right. That's you know, right. Same with other thing. All right. Well, that's a good place to end it. Um and look, if you are um thinking oh shoot i need to get a handle on this stuff i don't you know i mean i'm clearly biased but i really don't know of another cpa who would probably be as in tune to helping you solve this problem as marcus mir at the mirror group so, <laughs> we try yeah so check out more content at mirror.group you can see the other podcasts there as well as reach out to marcus um, for specific accounting questions if uh if mine aren't good enough <laughs> and, right um, you can put some time on uh, your calendar with him absolutely and we'll put uh this in the show notes and also this legible i'm gonna put a link to legible yeah. in the show notes because i think that's a great could be a great platform for yeah, people to try I'll to get be, organized i know i'll be checking it out yeah all right guys all right see you next time